Welcome to Hakol Radio's Top 3 segment, where we discuss the top three news stories of the day. Hakol Radio, powered by the Muncie Mavasser and broadcasting live from Schlerko Studios in Muncie, New York. Number 1. Amid ongoing military operations west of Khan Yunus in southern Gaza, thousands of displaced Palestinians are evacuating the area as the Israeli military reports surrounding the city. The IDF said on Tuesday, January 23rd, that its ground forces have encircled the city of Khan Yunus in southern Gaza and, quote, deepened the operation in the area. The battle group of the 7th Brigade, accompanied by engineering forces, conducted operations in a strategic area within Khan Yunus, established by Hamas in a residential neighborhood near two schools, as reported by the IDF. During their advancement, terrorists fired at the soldiers to hinder their entry into the area. Simultaneously, the terrorists detonated tunnel shafts in an attempt to obstruct the forces from penetrating on the ground. Soldiers discovered numerous shafts leading to extensive tunnel networks, approximately a kilometer and a half long. Within this tunnel, a laboratory and a lath for rocket production were found. The IDF highlighted that this lath is the largest discovered in the southern Gaza Strip to date. The underground tunnel was thoroughly examined and subsequently destroyed, according to the official statement. Israel had to continue fighting until it achieved a complete and absolute victory, declared by Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, asserting that this was the will of Israel's war dead. Addressing concerns about Israel's war plans, Netanyahu told legislators during a special Knesset session marking the 75th anniversary of the Israeli parliament that, quote, we had defined the goals of the war and they exist and were tangible to bring down the rule of Hamas and bring all our hostages home. Women's group protested demanding an urgent resolution for the release of hostages in Gaza, disrupting various junctions and streets nationwide during a coordinated day of action. Simultaneously, additional activists are working to impede the transportation of humanitarian aid into Gaza, asserting that Israel should withhold facilitation until the hostages are liberated. Israel and Hamas had a broad agreement in principle that an exchange of Israeli hostages for Palestinian prisoners could occur during a month-long ceasefire. However, the framework plan faced obstacles due to differences between the two sides regarding how to achieve a permanent end to the Gaza war. Mediation efforts led by Qatar, Washington, and Egypt focused on a phased approach to release different categories of Israeli hostages, starting with civilians and ending with soldiers in exchange for a temporary cessation of hostilities and additional aid to Gaza. The latest round of shell diplomacy started on December 28th, narrowed disagreements about the initial ceasefire duration to around 30 days after Hamas initially proposed a longer pause. Hamas has hesitated to proceed with the plans until the conditions for a permanent ceasefire are agreed upon, as reported by six sources. While Israel sought a step-by-step negotiations, Hamas aimed for a package deal involving a permanent ceasefire agreement before releasing hostages during the initial phase. The communication between Israel and Hamas occurred through mediators rather than direct talks. Number 2 Former President Donald Trump surged closer to securing the Republican nomination by triumphing in the first two contests prevailing over former UN Ambassador Nikki Haley in New Hampshire's primary on Tuesday, January 23rd. With projected record-breaking voter turnout, Trump's lead was substantial enough for the Associated Press to declare his victory shortly after polls closed. With nearly 75% of the votes counted, Trump maintained an approximately 11 percentage point lead over Haley. The Republican primary in New Hampshire garnered widespread attention, with Edison research estimates indicating a turnout on track to surpass previous highs. Trump's win further dealt a blow to critics within his party, 
who had viewed the New Hampshire race as a potential last opportunity to impede his momentum. His campaign aimed to swiftly conclude the nominating contest and, and shift focus to a rematch with President Biden, as well as the array of legal challenges Trump faces, including attempts to overturn the 2020 election results, mishandling classified documents post-presidency, and allegations of hush money payments shortly before the 2016 election. Despite Trump's comfortable victory, Haley remained determined to continue her campaign and challenge Trump to a debate. Trump, however, expressed displeasure with Haley's persistence in the race in his victory speech. Rather than emphasizing a general election message or celebrating his presumptive nomination, Trump chose to launch repeated attacks on Haley, even branding her as, quote, delusional in a social media post. Pressure mounted on Haley to withdraw, to withdraw from the race with allies accusing her of inadvertently aiding Biden by remaining in contention. Trump secured endorsements from Senators Deb Fisher from Nebraska and John Cornyn from Texas, the latter urging Republicans to unite around Trump as their preferred candidate. As Haley heads to her home state of South Carolina for the upcoming primary on February 24th, she remains resolute, emphasizing that New Hampshire's primary does not mark the end. Despite her diminishing chances of impeding Trump's path to the nomination, Haley's performance in New Hampshire, particularly with independents allowed to vote in the Republican primary, highlighted potential vulnerabilities for Trump in a rematch with Biden. Moderate Republicans and right-leaning independents signaled that the party's internal divisions may persist, challenging the notion of a swift resolution. Number three. A new report released on Tuesday, January 23rd, reveals that almost 80 years after the Holocaust, Approximately 245,000 Jewish survivors are still alive, residing in over 90 countries. The study conducted by the New York-based Conference on Jewish Material Claims Against Germany discloses that 49% of survivors are in Israel, 18% in Western Europe, 16% in the United States, and 12% in countries of the former Soviet Union. The demographic report titled, quote, Holocaust Survivors Worldwide, a Demographic Overview, sheds light on the dwindling numbers of survivors, most of whom are very old and often in frail health, with a median age of 86. Approximately 20% of survivors are older than 90, and a higher percentage of women, 61%, than men, 39%, are still alive. The report emphasizes that 96% of survivors are, quote, child survivors, born after 1928. It underscores the individual stories behind the numbers, highlighting the resilience of Jews who faced the horrors of the Holocaust during their youth and rebuilt their lives after the atrocities. Six million European Jews and individuals from other minorities were slaughtered by the Nazis and their collaborators during the Holocaust. Although exact figures of survivors are unclear, it is known that their numbers were significantly lower than the pre-war Jewish population in Europe. In Poland, where 3.3 million Jews lived in 1939, only about 300,000 survived. Germany's Jewish communities, which numbered around 560,000 in 1933, saw a drastic decline to about 15,000 by the end of World War II in 1945, due to emigration and extermination. The report notes that Germany's Jewish communities experienced growth after 1990, when more than 215,000 Jewish migrants and their families arrived from the former Soviet Union, including survivors. Presently, only 14,200 survivors are still residing in Germany. Thanks for tuning in to the Top 3 segment live on Hako Radio, and have a great day.